This is Long Story Short from the Connecticut Mirror and WSHU Public Radio. I'm Ebong Udana. You can read the stories we feature on ctmirror.org or wshu.org. Kellen Lyons has a series for the Connecticut Mirror exploring the effects and challenges of Connecticut's cash bail system. He joins us to talk about his first article in the series, Connecticut Cash Bail Leaving More People in Jail Before Trial than Pre-COVID. Hello, Kellen. Hi, thanks for having me. You give the example of one man's uphill struggle to stay out of prison to illustrate the pitfalls of Connecticut's cash bail system. Uh, Who is this person and what was his experience? So this is the story is centered on this man named Mr. Jean Conquistador. Uh, He's a new Britain resident. He comes from a, an under-resourced community. He, he is impoverished himself. Uh, he has a public defender uh, representing him. Um, he, he winds up on a probation charge at the beginning of this story, and he turns himself into jail because he had heard that there was a warrant out for his arrest. So he turns himself into jail thinking that he's going to be home later that day, and he has a $45,000 bond set against him. He can't afford that bond. He tells the judge in the courtroom that he is going to be locked up. So he asks court officials to let his family know so they can go and get his puppy. They can get his truck out. His truck has tools that are for his livelihood, for his business, for his work. And he ends up spending a little over two months in jail during which he loses his housing. I I sat in court for a lot of time during the series and Mr. Conquistador's experience really connected a lot of dots for me and, and and brought to life a lot of things I had been reading about and hearing about anecdotally. He was a guy who had a bond he couldn't afford, who had it set against him by a judge who had been diverted from the criminal legal system many times before, um, tried to get access to, to resources, did get access to resources when he got out and posted bond, but it, it took him two months to get that money together for his aunt and his mother to help him out. And basically, this was an example of how unsentenced people account for a larger share of the incarcerated population in Connecticut since COVID. The state has tried to do something to reform the bail system. What have lawmakers tried to do and what's been, you know, what's been the result of that? So state legislators took a shot at ending Connecticut's money bail system a few years ago in the in the Malloy era. They were unsuccessful. The bail bonds industry was was powerfully entrenched. Uh, this is something you'll see in our story about New Jersey ending money bail. They wound up reaching a compromise with the bondsmen and largely eliminating money bail for misdemeanor offenses with some exceptions. And then a couple of years later, the Superior Court judges approved a rule change which allowed individuals who had bonds set of $20,000 or less to post 10% of that without using a bondsman, and they'd be able to go home. So if you have a $20,000 bond, you could put two grand up, go home, and you would get that money back if and when you show up to court. Now, that's important because you could do that under the other system, the older system, with bondsmen. However, you would not get that money back. The bondsman would get, get that money as a fee for getting you out of jail. Generally, you have a tougher time in the, in the criminal justice system if you don't have the means. And lawmakers have, over the years have talked about trying to create a fairer system. And cash bail was one of those uh, uh, things that uh, was, they were talk, talked about as something that they could be done to help. And, and yet nothing has been done so far that has been really meaningful. Well, that's not sure. I mean, the the state did make significant changes to the money bail system several years ago, which has resulted in, I believe, significantly taking a chunk out of the bail bond industry's um, 
profit, frankly. I mean, it's 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 seriously crippled their business and many bail bondsmen ha- have left and are leaving the industry in favor of other industries like I heard real estate a lot. Um, so, I mean, the, the state has made efforts on this, um, but they did not end money bail in its entirety. And there are still plenty of people who are incarcerated on, on bonds that they can't afford. I mean, I think one of the key points in this in this story and in this series is that something that looks like a low bond on paper is not going to be a low bond to somebody who doesn't have access to money. You know, if you don't have money, two grand is no different than $200,000. There's no distinction. Um, you might use a bondsman to get out. You might not be able to afford a bondsman to get out. But if you don't have any money, it does not matter what your bond is. If you're not given a promise to appear and you're not sent home, you're, you're probably not going to be able to afford it to bond out. And then those individuals are at more risk for pleading guilty to crimes. Perhaps they didn't commit. They're more likely to get more serious sentences for those crimes, um, things of that nature. Now, and that's not to say also, just to note, people are diverted from the criminal legal system all of the time. I mean, there are plenty of process, plenty of points in the system that people can be sent home from jail without having to post a bond. I mean, they can be, you know, police set bond, police can send people home if they so choose and a promise to appear. Um, they can be reassessed by the intake assessment referral specialists. They can be sent home to the jail reinterview program. Prosecutors can can defer and say that they don't, you know, particularly need a bond set. And then the judge could, if the judge sides with them, can cannot uh could could lower the bond or say that a person doesn't need the bond i mean there are plenty of ways for people to to get out without having to post a bond um but that doesn't mean that there aren't people who aren't sitting in jail right now who are only sitting there because they cannot afford to get out so kellen could you just tell us what happened to conquistador in in the long run i mean how did his case resolve i don't know what the latest is on his case but he's not incarcerated at this moment the last I heard, he was he was complying with the terms of his supervision and he was getting more chances. I mean, worth noting that in that story, the first judge that he has is different from the judge in the final scene of the story, which speaks to the discretion that the judges have. I mean, this judge decided to give him a break at the end. The judge at the beginning was more willing to set a bond on him because he had all he had these other charges. He was under investigation somewhere else. It's just worth noting that different judges can come down with different opinions and that can have serious consequences on people's lives. So basically depending on who the prosecutor is, who the judge is, who the public defender you get is, might determine the outcome of your case much more so than as as far as the cash bond system is concerned? I would say every element makes a difference. Where you get arrested makes a difference. What court you're in makes a difference. What judge you have makes a difference. Which prosecutor you have makes a difference. Which bail bondsmen are in the courtroom at the time probably makes a difference as well. I mean, there are so many different ways that that these situations can fall that um, I would say that every little element, every point of contact in the justice system makes a difference one way or another. Thank you very much, Kellen. Kellen Lyons has a series for the Connecticut Mirror exploring the effects and challenges of Connecticut's cash bail system. He joined us to talk about the first article in the series, Connecticut Cash Bail Leaving More People in Jail Before Trial Than Pre-COVID. Long Story Short comes from WSHU Public Radio and the Connecticut Mirror. Read the story at ctmirror.org or wshu.org. I'm Ebon Udana.